Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Happy Friday, Junior. Oh my God. We back. The crew is here. Corey in the cut. Friday, Junior. Yes, man. Can we stop this, Ashley. Every single Thursday, it's every time, Brandon. Right? It's every we, time. Every Thursday, we open the show the exact same way, and he goes Friday, Junior. Yes, Friday, yeah. Junior. The day before Friday, just yes. like what is Wednesday? Wednesday is hump day. Exactly. You don't exactly. have a day of the week. I, I said this yesterday. Uh-huh. I'm not going to make fun of hump day, right? Because I'll come in. And I usually have high energy. Mm-hmm. And I'll come mm-hmm. in at like a six right. on a Wednesday, six and a half. Yeah. And when Ashley does her hump day, it takes me to a nine. We turn it up after that. Yeah, but this Friday junior thing, I don't know if I can rock with it. <laughs> what day of the week do you want? You want Tuesday for Taco Tuesday? Or Monday. I, you know, I love starting fast. Exactly. Start but fast, t- finish Taco home. Tuesday works because I think I make the best tacos in the world. Mm. I've only <laughs> did it one time. But my eight-year-olds, twins, Z and Ziggy, and my four-year-old Zoe said, Daddy, they gave me the thumbs up. They said, Daddy, great job. Okay. It's best. They ain't say it's better than mom's. I ain't going to put that out publicly. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. said it's phenomenal. <laughs> you, how come nobody else caught that joke? What, what joke? When Brandon Dang said it. he likes to start fast. How come else nobody caught that? I was the only one that took that? It might have went over my it head. It went over your head? But, but you it know, didn't go like, over my head. But you know, I heard it. But you know, like the model, start fast, finish strong. So, you know what I'm saying? That maybe that message resonated with me and the joke didn't. I get I it. The know. athlete connection. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. That's we what get, it was. We get it. You're both wide receivers. That went over my head. What do you mean? Yeah, because you said Maybe it's a girl thing. Wait, yeah, what does that mean? I can't say that's not that kind oh of show. Maybe we could God. do that at the break. <laughs> did, did, did it just get X-rated for a second? Anyways, listen, we got a dope show for y'all today. We got the 2014 Walter Payton Man of the Year. He's a former All-Pro. I'm talking about linebacker Thomas Davis. We're going to talk football. We're going to talk Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. And he's even going to give us his top five linebacker duels of all time. Ooh. Definitely stay tuned for that. Yo, Brandon, let me, let me spill a secret. Brandon said Thomas Davis is the only one to ever lock him up. The only Ooh. linebacker ever to lock him up. Bro, don't t- I, that was offline. He wasn't supposed to say that. That was off the record, Corey. I knew, I knew it was supposed to be off the record, but you that see, goes to show you personality how... personality journalist. I would never do you like that. That goes to show how solid this dude was. So yeah. definitely stay tuned for that. But uh, we got some news. So how about we hop into the news of the day? The real news of the day is, I mean, look at my picture compared to the rest of y'all. Yeah. I mean, look see, at, this is what happens. Look at the material. When you come to Brandstar Corey, Studio, everybody <laughs> gets excited. Shout out to Brandstar Studio. We're back here again. We started off Monday. Like we always say, we appreciate you guys rocking with us. We, we still feel like we're in a live rehearsal. So for you guys to still be here and our channel growing and our, our viewership growing, you know, when we're working through it, it says a lot about you guys and it says a lot about our team. So 
Um, we have a, uh, some extensions to our team today. So shout out to Brandstar and everyone that's helping us. Um, we've also done, we've obviously done work here in the past over the last few years. Some of our biggest shows, Fat Joe, uh, the Houston crew, uh, Bun B, et cetera, et cetera. Everyone's come here. Pac-Man, you know, that was a legendary one. Yeah. He got emotional cry here, and that's when I was like, man, we got to figure out a way to work together. Um, this is the dream, right? We, but we got to be careful here. You know, I already got a few haters. I don't right, want people to right. be like, dang, why y'all in this beautiful studio? How y'all do it? Because they expect, what they expect is the mic. They're expecting, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? What they doing, right? Right. But anyway, so shout out to everybody who rock with us and also our team. Let's jump into some news of the day. Um, I wanted to start with Jonathan Taylor. Did you guys see the news that came out yesterday? Yes. Some right? Obviously, you have, because when you talk about the running back market and what's been happening in the NFL, it's probably dominated the summer, right? Yeah. Headlines. Uh, you know, Saquon Barkley. You know, if you had other guys that's under contract who has really good uh, base salaries also stepping in from, you know, McCaffrey to even Derrick Henry and so many uh, 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 more. But Jonathan Taylor is someone that I really want to highlight here because, you know, he's a guy that deserves a contract, right? Um, he came to camp and he didn't hold out, he held in, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So he comes and he says, my back, my back hurts, right? The mm -hmm. classic, mm -hmm. my back hurts, and I, I'm back. in support of it. <laughs> no, what did, what did uh, Mike Tyson my say? Back. It's spinal. There you go. <laughs> and so um, what ended up happening there, he held in. And then he met with the owner, Jim Ursay, and basically Jim Ursay came out and said, you look, if, if I die tomorrow and you're no longer in the NFL, nobody's gonna care. So that meeting didn't go well. So a hold in turned into, I'm gonna leave for a week or so to do my own rehab somewhere else. I don't know where the hell he went, but he wasn't in Indy, okay? Right. Last week, and this is why it's interesting, and, and we really need to pay attention to this, is because last week the coach, the general manager, everybody came out. Well, I'm not sure if uh, Chris Ballard, the general manager, spoke on this, but the head coach came out and said, we expect him back next week, um, and next week, next week is here. And now he's excused again. Mm -hmm. So it's getting really messy, and hopefully they figure it out. Ashley and Corey, you saw Zach Martin get his deal done. You saw Ezekiel Elliott come right. off the board, and you also saw Dalvin Cook come off the board. Ezekiel Elliott now in New England, $6 million. Uh, Dalvin Cook, he can make up to $8 million, which is a shocker to a lot of people. Yeah. Some people are saying that Jonathan Taylor should make $10 million, and I don't know, um, or he should take the $10 million on the table. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, you know, he gets what he wants, and it Colts make the right decision. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about the 2021 Russian leader, if we're being honest. Yeah. You, I mean, do you feel he's deserving of that contract and in that range too, that $10 million range? For sure. I mean, I think that, like Brandon said, I think we've said it on this set before, not this set, but our set in general. Mm -hmm. um, he is definitely one of the top running backs in the NFL. And I think that he is that hybrid running back that we're constantly referring to. And I think that the market is what the market is. And unfortunately, a running back like an Ezekiel Elliott is not making that kind of money. You look mm -hmm. at the top three. I know Saquon's tied for third, but if you look at really the top two, mm -hmm. what do they both have in common? They're dual threat running exactly. backs. They can run and they can also go ahead and play that wide receiver position. I think Jonathan Taylor definitely falls within the top two of Christian McCaffrey and who's Alvin, number one? Alvin Kamara, he's the second Alvin Kamara, paid, yeah. yeah. So Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey are the yeah. top two and then it's tied with Saquon and I'm forgetting the third, the other person tied for third, but. Was it Derrick Henry? 
might be Derrick Henry. They dropped the list He's yesterday, and I was reading, and I, I forget who Saquon's tied with. But Jonathan Taylor say all that to say that he definitely falls in that top two where dual threat, and I think the Colts are not going to be able to play hardball with him for very long. They yeah. need him. Yeah, no, I agree. absolutely. Agree. Especially, especially with a, uh, a rookie quarterback. Let's not forget that they have Anthony Richardson. He didn't have a lot of time right. at UF. Um, and they just named him the starting Started, quarterback. Yeah. Yep. Who's the quarterback's best friend? Uh, rookie quarterback is the run game, Absolutely. right? So hopefully they get that done because Anthony Richardson's career is on the line as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and on that note, are you, were you surprised that they gave him the, the green light this early, like in, in camp? No, I mean, if it, if, it, if it was when I first got in the league, yeah. if it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I would have been like, yeah, that's a shocker. Yeah. But things shifted. You know, probably halfway through my career, where now they dra they draft these these quarterbacks mm -hmm. in the first round, they they're drafting them to play right away. Even if it's a second round quarterback, they're throwing these quarterbacks out there and saying, "No, we need you right now." Yeah. So that's the philosophy now is letting these guys go out there, uh, be battle tested, pick up a few scars, and work through it. Yeah. You know, I don't think they need to rush it, rush this, right? Because I don't. I hope they the Colts don't think that they're going to go out there and win the Super Bowl this year. Do they have a really good defense? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, Jonathan Taylor, with Jonathan Taylor, they have one of the best rush, running games in the business, so they can go out there and do some things. But I think, like, easing them in may be better. Um, like, And I'm talking about this year, five, yeah. six games, just watching, being able to see, you know, the speed of the game from the sideline, holding a clipboard. Yeah. I feel like that could have been uh, uh, more beneficial for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I'd almost agree with that. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm going to lob up the next topic for you, Ashley, because it seems like at both the collegiate level and the professional yeah. level, all of these players are just been bit by, like, what, the fight bug? I don't even know what to call Listen, it. They've they been bit by Mike Tyson we, or something? Yesterday we were talking about camp fights, mm -hmm. and Deion Sanders says, you know what, I want some of that action. So right, there is right. a clip that has gone viral where he basically was unhappy the fact that his players all didn't go ahead and get in the mosh pit when a few of their teammates started fighting Russell and Tusky Pickle with this. There was probably four or five fights. So yeah. basically, Dion said, look, if I do it, if they do it, we all got to do it. Yeah. Now, I've never been in a NFL fight mm -hmm. or an NBA fight, only in my head. But <laughs> I do live by the philosophy. Well, maybe not at this point. I'm 30 now. Mm -hmm. So maybe when I younger Ashley did have the philosophy, like I was that friend, like, 
if you got into a situation or we were mm -hmm, out, mm -hmm. now I got to fight. Yeah, right. I'm going to curse you out behind closed doors because, like, why did you make me do that? Right, right. But I can't let you go ahead and rough and tough by yourself. But I'm 30 now. I have a lot more to lose, mm -hmm. so I don't go around fighting. But back in high school, high school sports, your teammate gets into it. You gotta, you, on, gotta back, you gotta protect back your, your girl protect up. Protect your brother. You your brother. What 100%? You know, I, I think that you, you know you can lose friends, you can lose family, you can lose teammates. If you out there, my back is against the wall, and you watching, and you're not participating, you're not helping. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's done. What's the yeah. Kevin Hart it's thing? Done. Help, Help me. me. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> A word we can't say yeah. on set. Help me. Yeah, so, right. Help me. Yeah. So here's the situation, Ashley. I, I get, I get what you're saying, right? Like for me, I, I grew up the same way, but look. Things still happen. So right now, mm -hmm. today, you go out with one of your girlfriends. Uh -huh. Something happened. You never know. Could be somebody drunk on drugs, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, or a group of people. Mm -hmm. What you gonna do? Yeah, you 30, you got a lot to lose, but what do you do today? It depends. <laughs> it depends. It depends. If it's a here's my philosophy. Mm -hmm. Like if it's a one-on-one -on -one situation, like handle your own stuff. Yeah, right. Like, that, I, I believe that. Like, otherwise, you're jumping people, and that's not cool. Mm -hmm. So one-on-one, -on -one, you a grown woman, you can handle your business. Now, if y'all two at an altercation, <laughs> and from the corner of my eye, I see, like, a home, uh, one of her homegirls walking up. It's like, yeah. uh -uh, we're not going to do that, because now it's a different game <laughs> right. plan. Yeah, now yeah, it's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. The math is different. But one-on-one, -on -one, I feel like, you should be able to handle yourself. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not, sometimes it doesn't even, it's not even a fight, it's just a verbal altercation. Right. But I feel like one-on-one, -on -one, you just, you gotta stay out of it. So I'll say this before we move on to the next uh, piece of news of the day. Um, I actually like this from Dion, yeah. right? And there's some people that's going to, a lot of people, especially at the leadership, leadership, leadership position, whether mm -hmm. it's um, captains on teams, um, and this is across like NCAA, NFL, even high school ball. So captains on teams, head coaches, coaches, general managers, ADs, all that. I'm like, what? Why is he saying this, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you got to think about, like, where dogs are grown, yeah. right? Like, our league right. is made up of, what, 80% minority, and most of these young men come from some of the toughest places. So what makes them who they are is how they grow up and their upbringing, right? Mm -hmm. So if you don't have that, you're not, you're not really good. I'm being honest with you. If 80% of the league are guys that have that dog mindset, right. that, that philosophy, grew up with that same philosophy that Ashley uh, just talked about, mm -hmm. if you don't have that, how do you p participate or how do you compete against these guys? So I, I, to me, what, what I see here is Dion coming into a new program. Yeah. They're in Colorado. I mean, they're recruiting guys from all over, but yeah, yeah. he's setting the stage because nobody wants their team to really fight because there's a lot of risk there. Right. We're talking about yesterday we saw Micah Parsons punch his teammate and guys at the, uh, you know, with the Washington Commanders fighting, punching. Uh -huh. That's a broken hand, bro. Yeah. There's been guys that not only broken hands, yeah. uh, snapped knees and yeah, yeah. Uh, patella tendons and all mm -hmm. types of things. Time yeah. out. Micah punched who? Oh, you didn't see that? Oh, no. I, I love that you brought that up. Roll the clip, BC. Get your <laughs> mask. Get your mans, Ashley. What's up with your mans? Yeah, you see this? Up. No, it is. Yeah. Wait, it happened it's so quick. quickly. Yeah, I know. It's real Roll quick. it again. Roll so those, it again. Those are, those are the only punches that were captured, but he was throwing haymakers. Who was he, who was he punching? His oh teammate. His teammate. Get it your mans. Like, why, why are you punching his teammate like that? I mean. So you don't want that, though, because right. think about that. Micah Parsons could potentially be MVP this year, and mm. that's not far off. He definitely could, he's in position to be defensive player of the year. He's in position to break, you know, the sack record. Like, mm -hmm. this dude is on pace to be a Hall of Famer. Right. Look what he's doing. Yeah. He My break God. his hand. He <laughs> break his hand now. We're talking about 
millions, maybe billions on the line for the Dallas Cowboys. Like, we're right. trying to win the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. So I say all that to go back to Deion Sanders. I think Deion Sanders is really uh, teaching his team, like, the type of mindset that they, they need to have if they mm -hmm. really want to compete yeah. um, in, in the conference that they're in or just compete right. in college football. Period. He just wants to, he wants to instill that culture. Not to say that fighting is the culture, right? But it's what you said earlier. It's, it's like that dog mentality. It's that mindset. So, 100%. no, I, I, I completely get you there. I completely get so, you there. We're, let's stay on the let's stay on the topic of uh, fighting, fighting right? in the fight right? realm. Oh uh, my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta stay here. And we love talking fighting on the show. Obviously, yesterday we talked about the camp fights. You saw Michael Parsons, Deion Sanders. Uh, we talk a lot about boxing. We're big boxing fans. Ashley, right? You're getting into it. Or can you say it. slowly but surely? Are you a fan or not? I'm a. You got like one admirer. foot in, one foot out. Okay, I'm so an admirer. Admirer. So this fight, <laughs> to me, this could be the fight of. The biggest fight in history. The biggest right? fight in history. Where are we Elon going with Elon Musk this? Okay. versus Mark Zuckerberg. I'm leaving. Have you guys... <laughs> <laughs> no, stay Can someone please unmic me? Time out. Time out. Would you, you just watch say this? the biggest fight in history and then say Elon Musk watch this. And, and, and Zuckerberg? Okay, okay, watch this. Oh, man. Andrew, please come on my <laughs> right fact now. Checker, fact checker, fact checker. Uh -huh. Please, can anybody tell me how many uh, followers, subscribers is in the meta land, in the metaverse? And then also in Twitter land or X, whatever the hell they're calling it. Mm -hmm. So yes, you, you're talking about two of the most powerful men in business coming together, right? There's beef, there's drama. Mark Zuckerberg goes out there and launches threads to compete with Elon Musk. Yeah. Two business dudes taking the octagon, the ring, or whatever the hell they're going to do in the Coliseum or whatever. You mean to tell me that wouldn't be the biggest fight in the history of... <sighs> Combat sports? I think we got your numbers too. If I wanted to go see like middle-aged white guys <laughs> too much time on their hands uh, fighting, I would go to my local sports bar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to watch that. Like, but they ain't I got the money that those guys got and the influence that they have in the power. Because you're a big You would Twitter actually fan. pay to watch that. You wouldn't? I would watch the clips once they hit the Twitter. Actually, this is what I would say: If it happens in the Coliseum, I would bet my monthly check that you would fly over there. Which Coliseum? In Italy, that's that's Rome? the drama. In Rome. Not in my home country. So Rome. that's that's the drama right now. They've been going back and forth. It feels a lot like T.O. and I, right? Mm -hmm. Like, are we going to box or not? Are we going to race or not? All of that back and forth for an entire year and nothing gets done. It feels a lot like that. But Mark Zuckerberg three days ago came out and said, it's time to move on. So Corey, I know you follow combat sports and mm -hmm. so does Wu. But um, Mark Zuckerberg is now looking to fight a real fighter, yeah. MMA, potentially uh, working with Dana White with the UFC to fight a real fighter. So a this is one. going to be interesting. Very interesting. Well, you got those numbers? Yeah. Um, Can we uh, go ahead? Wow. Wow. 400 million and then 450? 450, that's close that's to like a billion. That's like the whole planet. It's close to a billion. <laughs> what is it? What is it? It's like the whole planet. There's like 10 billion people on the yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew, <laughs> you're a big combat sports guy. Do you want to see Zuckerberg in the octagon with an actual fighter? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so to give you a short answer. Only because um, half of me wants to see it because he's training with Izzy. Right. And Brandon knows when we went to that fight how serious Izzy can be. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's not taking it lightly, so I am a little interested. Hold on, who's training with Izzy? Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. Wow. He's and and with Alex Izzy. Volkanovsky. And Alex Volkanovsky. It would be the biggest fight in the history of combat sports and also 
there would be so much action on this fight. I think that probably billions of, maybe a billion dollars bet on this fight. See, but I'm actually more <laughs> interested to see Zuckerberg fight an actual UFC fighter. Really? Than I am to see him fight Elon Musk. You don't want to see really? him beat Elon Musk? Do you Musk think ass? that fight's <laughs> even going to last longer than a round? Well, it's interesting Have because... Have you seen Elon Musk? But he, 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 he fights. He, he, he trains. fights who? who Twitter who, trolls? Who, Elon like, Musk, he doesn't right? fight I'm, people. I'm only, I've okay. seen more clips of Mark than I have. For Elon. sure. Mark, I think... no, that's what I'm saying. Mark looks like he actually takes it seriously. Right. Like, he's, like he he's, can actually get into the ring and hold himself. It's been reported that he's yeah. well-versed in multiple types of fighting, that he's right. actually studied different levels of fighting, different styles of fighting. So because of that, I would be interested to see that, like his technique and, and how he actually lasts against someone who does it for a living. But I don't want to see him far fight Elon Musk, that'd be like you and me getting into the ring. How long do you think that fight's gonna last, Brandon? <laughs> me and you? How long do you well, think that would last? Well, it depends. It depends. If it's kickboxing, you might get me. Didn't oh. you grow up kickboxing? I didn't grow up kickboxing. No, I, I think uh, I think it would be a great fight. Uh, Elon Musk, you know, all he needs to do is survive maybe nine minutes, and it'll be a good That's a fight. long time, Brandon. I know that is. <laughs> that is Somebody saying in the chat, like somebody's saying that I'm, I'm butchering or we're butchering his last name. Who's? Suckenberg, Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg. I said that right. Yeah. You said Suckenberg. No, I did, did not. I didn't hear it. I thought you said Zuckerberg. He's from he's from Pittsburgh, y'all. He oh, also yeah. says Jaguars, so <laughs> you just gotta yeah, roll with it. Well, listen, um, <laughs> that's the news of the day. Uh, a lot of fighting happening in the world right now. A lot of fighting happening in sports. You know, hopefully. Well, I won't say hopefully. I know we're going to see three or four more fight camp fights today. Honestly, and then this. Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg fight. Yeah. I want to see it. Yeah. Well, let's I say I'm going to throw uh, Corey and Ali right. now. Let's stay on the topic of fighting. Yeah. From <laughs> fighting, oh, again? I thought we was done with no, no, fighting. No, no, we got one more. I yeah. To fighting in the ring, to lovers' quarrels. Right, Kiki exactly. Palmer exactly. came for her lick back <laughs> from her baby daddy, Corey. She absolutely <laughs> did. So Kiki Palmer throws shot at her ex in a new Usher video. If you remember, she was not too long ago at an Usher concert in Las Vegas. And let's say, I'm gonna throw air quotes Well, out. it's a Kiki Palmer and Usher video. It's their video together. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. But I, I was then given the context yeah. of really how this all started. So Kiki was at a concert and she wore, I guess according to her ex, a revealing outfit, right? And it rubbed him the wrong way. And he took to social media to say, Kiki Palmer, you're a mother. Well, let's look at this new video that Kiki Palmer and Usher have together. Where she threw some shots. But I know that's not what you want. Might as well keep some pictures of the two of us in your home. When you slow dance by yourself, I'm Yes, yes, yes. Hello. Hello. Are you staying at the Cosmo? What time is it? Damn it, I missed the show. Shit, I'm so tired. I'm a mother, after all. Messy. Yo. And I ain't talking about Lionel. That was messy. Well, so, uh, was it Monday where I put together my top five messy list? Mm -hmm. Right? We mm -hmm. put James Harden on that list. Y'all put me on the list, which I do, I'm not deserving mm -hmm. yet. I'm working my way up to top. Don't make that face. <laughs> we got 50 face, Cent. We got, uh, we got Donald Trump. We got Gilbert Arenas, and we have James Harden. Y'all threw me on there, but now I'm off because let's add Kiki Palmer and Usher. So that rounds out 
the top six messiest people. Why would Usher do this? Why wouldn't he do it? You like this? I don't like it or dislike it, but I yeah. do think it's funny that in the clip, we, I don't know if you guys heard it, when she was laying down in the bed on the phone, she basically slept through the concert in the video. Like she slept through it. So she's like knocked out asleep mm -hmm. and her phone's ringing and she wakes up and she's like answering it and she goes, I missed the show, da 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 da. She's like, I fell asleep, I'm so tired. And she looks dead into the camera and she goes, I'm a mother after all. Like, which is shade <laughs> wow. to her uh -huh. baby daddy who said uh -huh. she shouldn't be dressed out in public like that because she's a mother. So she was getting her lick back. I'm all for See, girls getting their lick back, though. See, here's I'm the, not mad at her. Well, yeah. here's my thing, right? And I wish we had, like, a photo of, like, or it's not even the photo. I'm okay with what she wore to the Usher concert initially. Yeah. I'm not okay with you rubbing and dubbing and hugging and doing all of that. Don't touch my lady, mm -hmm. okay? It's I awesome. actually love. I actually love when my when my lady actually goes out and wears revealing revealing things. If we're in Europe, hell, you can go topless. I don't, I, yes, yeah. she's like that, right? Whoa, like topless. Yeah, yes, if you're in Europe, because it's the, it's the culture, it's the thing. It's like British, if you go to yeah. yes, if we're in Cannes, I'm familiar with the culture. Just take your glasses, <laughs> take your glasses, <laughs> because don't be with your lady. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you like, yeah. whoa! You the first time I yeah. went, I was like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can. <laughs> so imagine. now you gotta wear dark glasses. Yeah, real dark. <laughs> but if we're over and that's the culture, I'm fine with that, right? Okay. Because mm -hmm. it's not like as perverted as it is here. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm cool with that. I love that. But Usher was all rubbing and dubbing on her, if I'm saying, rubbing and hugging on her. Like, that's not cool. Mm -hmm. So what he should have said is not that you're a mother, but it's like, yo, you're, you with me, right? And they, yeah. they need to have that conversation internally at the crib. To me, Ashley is like, yo, here's my boundaries. This is how I feel. So. Well, it don't matter how he feels because they are no longer together. It said that they broke up yeah. after the, the concert and he is pursuing his career choice of being an actor. So. Really? I don't like uh, is there no, is there like no coming back from this? Like from like a woman, even the, like a woman's perspective, like on him, like could she ever reconcile with him? And then after what she did, like, I mean, that's a question I'm, for you. I'm somebody, like, as a man, okay, so for me personally, uh -huh. I'm somebody like, you know how like people spin the block like on exes and stuff? Mm -hmm. I've never been that girl because once I'm like turned off, I'm turned off. Yeah. Like we can be, I have exes and guys that I've dated that it didn't work out romantically and we're cordial, we're cool. Like if I see him out, it's like, hey, what's up? Like some of us are even like friends, like we're homies, but I can never like get myself to that place with you again. Mm -hmm. Like once I'm done and I'm off, like you I'm You don't spin off. the block. I'm yeah. not a spin the block. Like if I've ever spun the block, it's because I wasn't actually done the first time. But gotcha. once I'm done and I have like the ick about something or I'm just like over it, yeah. I'm not a spin the block. So if you ever see me spin the block on someone, it's because I wasn't actually done with them the first time. So but who, once I'm done, I'm done, so, I don't care. So, so who, who are you not uh, over yet? Nobody. <laughs> I'm chilling. So you're good. I'm cool. I'm Gucci. I'm what, What's here. next? What's next for Ashton Comas? Because I always see like there's like woo. There's like two or three dudes that always shows up. Yeah, right. I think today somebody gave you <laughs> gave you their last name. Something like that. <laughs> so like, what's the, they want to know. The people want to know what's the situation. I am single and minding my business. So yeah, <laughs> there it is. I just um, I'm very I'm just a big belief. I don't know how if it's the same for men. Mm -hmm. But like I'm busy, like I have so many things that I'm doing. But also like I'm somebody who like I talk about on the show all the time. You guys know I'm big on energy, right, I'm just right, right. big on like just vibes and things like that. And like I just feel like if I'm going to carve out time in my life where some there are some days that I forget to eat. Like that's how yeah, constantly on the move yeah, I am. Yeah. So if I'm gonna take a conscious effort to carve out time in my schedule for someone. 
the vibe just has to be like there. It has yeah. to be like worth my time, worth my energy. And if it's not, I just don't have the time to entertain it. At 21, yeah. hell yeah, I was entertaining a bunch of things I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. But like once you hit 30, you're like that switch, your priorities, at least for women, like it just changes. Like mm -hmm. I don't, I can't dedicate time to something that's not like really there. Right, so that's right. kind of where I am. All right, well, so back to spinning the block. As she says, she won't spin the block. If you're Kiki's ex, I'm spinning she, the block. Yeah. I mean, he don't have a job. He should Yo, I spin love the block. Kiki. <laughs> I think this is a huge mistake for him. He should have played his cards differently. Right. Although I feel like I lean towards him more, not necessarily on how she dressed, but more so like, yo, you crossed the line, right? Like, Usher, don't touch my lady, okay? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm spinning the block, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, she's yeah. so talented. She's so beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Now, obviously, we don't know. I don't know her personally, so, you know, what right. we see publicly could be totally different. But I'm a huge Kiki Palmer fan, yo. I think she's one of the most talented human beings on the, on the planet. Um, she's real. You know, a lot of times you see these celebrities uh, or famous people, and it's just like they just put on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Her, what you see is what you get. So I'm spinning the block yeah. two or three times on <laughs> Kiki Palmer. Yo, because my thing, don't you think they're kind of like even now? Wouldn't you say they're kind of even? Like that situation happened. No, because I, I feel like it's just happened. the way that like maybe if this had like for me if this had happened privately between them, mm -hmm. I feel like you could like move past it. But like you try to like shame me. Well, you did shame me publicly. Like yeah. you put me on blast mm -hmm. publicly, and also like let's call a spade a spade. You put me on blast as my baby daddy, and you work for me. Yeah. Like you yeah. work for me. Mm -hmm. right. So like I am your meal plan. Yeah. You know what, what I mean? You mean? Like he works for her. He works for her. Like oh, he that, works oh, on like the sex. It was from the beginning. You know what I mean? Like so it's like that don't work. You trying to shame <laughs> me and like no shade, but I'm the breadwinner. Like you, you couldn't keep this behind closed doors in the house that I pay for. Right. Now I'm cool. Uh, really quickly cool. in the chat. Shout out to the chat. The chat is popping today. It's fire. I see uh, BB. Shout out to BB. Oh, BB's miss in you. there. BB's in there. Okay. Oh, yeah, shout out BB. Yeah, BB, how's the baby? Yeah. We miss you. We love First you. First time mother. Love seeing BB in the chat. Christy O, hello, how are you? Right? Are regulars? Are, we, are they regulars? Or what do we Yeah, call? paper chasers. Paper chasers. Paper chasers. Uh, working title. I'm going to say, yeah, have we, have we, have we, like, you know, we need a name here. The paper right. Be September 14th is the deadline. We need a name September for our 14th. group, right? Like, uh, what is it? The shade room has the shadies or the roommate, roommates? The roommates. What is bar stool? The stoolies? Something like that. Right. Somebody in the chat said he always got a chance. Speaking about the Kiki Palmer situation, says he always has a chance they got a kid together. Do you think that's true? No. That's personally how I feel. No. That's how you feel? So you yeah. think if you had a kid with someone, regardless of where y'all are, there's always a chance? Because you're always connected. No? I don't know. Nah. I know there's some people who don't speak I, to I that agree, baby I agree at with all. Ashley. I think dudes, right, like when a woman's done, a woman's done. Yeah. Right? Dudes, like, you might walk in, see your ex, she wearing something fly, <laughs> and then your mind just go crazy. <laughs> you that's like, oh takes, my huh? goodness, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So unless, unless it was that bad, that toxic to and you moved on and you found that one mm -hmm. you know but majority of the time like dudes be messing up nah. dudes be messing up and then they see they lady with somebody else mm -hmm. and they get sick yeah they get sick yeah <laughs> <laughs> you ever been sick 
Me, me? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> well, he have, said that from a dark place. No, 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 no. Actually, yeah. actually, no. I mean, see, here he goes. Oh, you say, here you go. Such a liar, Court. Why no, you because you know what's funny? Y'all, y'all always do this to me when I'm. I want to say I'm not locked in right now, but like. No, no, I haven't. I you haven't never, said, you never had someone break I your heart. I don't believe this man. I got my heart broken. No, I'll say this. I'll say this. My, my very first girlfriend. I was just like. Middle school. Elementary? No, no, it's, it's high school. It's high school. It's freshman year of high school. I, so, so look, Ashley, you ready? You ready I'm for ready. the story? I'm ready. I need a real out? story. Oh, this yeah. is a real story. Like, okay. My my girlfriend broke up with me, and I was just surprised. This was my first relationship. I just didn't expect to be the one to get broken up with. What was the reason? You know, difference in personalities. I think so we were just. So she sucked and she hated you. No, this, no it was a good relationship. Somebody scored a touchdown Friday. No, nah, that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't it. No, because I was the man at that time. I was fresh and all American. You know what I'm saying? So, but but no, nah, like I, I I can honestly say my heart was broken. I might have shed a little tear. You, oh, like, you cried. So JP cry. in the chat, who's running I Am Athlete Handle, says y'all gotta ask Corey what gang he's the CEO of. Nah, JP, why he just set me what up gang, like that? What gang are you the CEO of? Yo, could I even say that on air, JP? Why you, why you set me up like that? Don't nah, get us mad. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We might have a brand coming soon. Do you remember know. your first heartbreak? Yeah. Me? Yeah. My first heartbreak. Was it high break. school? Man, I got my heart broke. I'm a lover. Is lover boy, like, is that a good thing? Like, you're, what, so you're what, what, does lover lover what does lover boy mean? It means Because I've been saying that a lot lately. I don't think it is a problem no, with being a lover boy. No, lover boy is either, just right? someone who's just, it's like a Drake. It's just you. Man, I got my heart broken about 20 times. I fall in love quick. Do you? Oh, <laughs> you want to go one of those. Yeah. You got to work what? on your boundaries. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My roommates in college would be like, damn, dog, you only known him for three days. Oh, no, you was one of them. You, you want to be holding hands, the one. you know, lock arms with him. And like it's the too. one. <laughs> it's too funny. But no, the first one, um, I don't want to talk about it. No. My first My heartbreak was in high school also. Was it? And it was this guy that I was dating. He was a baseball player. Mm-hmm. First mistake. Yeah. And um, I was like head over heels for him. He was like yeah. a transfer from a different school. And all the girls wanted him. He was like a little bit of a bad boy. But he wanted me. And I felt like, yeah, ha, got him. Mm-hmm. And I never forget we were dating. Because like it was high school. Mm-hmm. And maybe about like five months. And I'm walking my dog. And I passed the playground, and he's in the swing no, set with not. another girl. And like all over her, and then like took me out of his MySpace top eight. Like it was about that time. And I was heartbroken, oh. like crying hysterically. My dad yeah, wanted yeah. to beat him up. Oh, I can <laughs> like <imagine>. it was <laughs> my one of my worst. It was like my right first real heartbreak. And then, funny story how things come full circle. Y'all spent, about, you spent the block. Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> a month ago, he slid in my DMs talking about, hey, you look really good. How you been? You've been killing it. I said, boy, you don't get out my face. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> so you replied to him? No, I didn't. I uh-huh. left that message on red and I mm-hmm. said, ah, you And make sure it. he saw red, a, right? That yeah. would be a beautiful story. No, you know, it wouldn't. I love stories. You should hit him back. Actually, I will not. I'll hit him with my car, maybe. Anyway. Well, listen, just this, kidding, just kidding. I won't listen, hit anybody with my car. That would be murder. Listen, this this has been a great conversation, but we have our guest on. He Ooh. is he Yay. is ready to go. And I'm talking about, as I said at the top of the show, the 2014 Walter Payton Man of the Year. He's a former All-Pro and a three-time Pro Bowler. I'm talking about Thomas Davis. Welcome yes, to sir. the show, Thomas Davis. Woo, woo, there he is. Woo, woo. There he is. What's up, boss? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? What's up, bro? Doing See, good. this is the guy I know, right? Uh-huh. Like, there's, there's, there's men, and then there's men. Look, my <laughs> dog is sitting there in his office doing big business, bro. I miss you, but, but tell us, tell us how this transition's been, right? You, you know, you're a guy that played uh, 15 plus years. Last stop in Washington. 
And, um, you know, you have so much going on off the field. You always had things in the community, you know, different type of business ventures that you were involved in. How has this transition been for you over the last few years? Man, it's, it's been good. It's been smooth. I think a lot of times, you know, players walk away from the game and they start feeling like they missed something or mm. they missed the game. You know, for me, when I played, I gave everything that I had to the game so that I when I did decide to walk away, I wasn't going to miss it. And that's exactly what happened for me. I took a year off where I didn't do anything, and now I picked it back up, man, and I'm going. Wow. Um, Follow-up question there. Why was that year important? And, and I'm actually kind of uh, jealous of you a little bit, right? You saw Tom Brady, you know, sign a huge deal before he even retired. I think it was like a $300 million deal with Fox. But he said, I'm not working the first year. I'm spending time with my family, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then you just said that. For me, I was like, damn, I, the first year or two, I want to I wanted to gain 20, 30 pounds because, uh, you know, I'm tired of eating chicken, broccoli, and sweet potato <laughs> every single day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. And I also wanted to be an offensive coordinator uh, in high school, high school football. But I didn't get a chance to do that. So tell me about that year because I'm a little jealous. You know, when you play 16 years in the NFL, you know, a lot of time is dedicated to your job, is dedicated to the things that you have to do to make sure that you're ready to go for your job. And you get to spend time with your kids, but you don't really get to spend a lot of time with your kids. So I really wanted to take that year and just reacclimate myself into the things that they had going on. And it, it was it was great, man, to be able to sit back and do that. My daughter just graduated from the University of Kentucky. My oldest son is at UNC Charlotte. My 15-year-old now has eight eight offers um, to D1 schools. He's getting ready to kick off his high school season, his sophomore high school season tonight. So I'm, I'm, wow. I'm enjoying being a dad. My 13-year-old is in cheer. So those are the things that we don't get to be a part of when we're playing the game. Now I get to be a dad and just enjoy being a part of their lives even more. That's awesome. That's absolutely incredible. Congratulations on all of the success, not just yours, the families as well. Graduation, that's a major accomplishment. Um, want to go ahead and dive into some football, though. You are here. We would be remiss if we didn't talk about your former team, the Carolina Panthers. Bryce Young, QB1, now holding down the fort. What are you expecting from your former team this season? You know, I'm, I'm looking for big things out of this group. You know, I feel like Scott Fitterer has done a great job of putting this roster together. When he made the move to move up to that first pick overall and he got rid of DJ Moore, I was pissed. I was mm -hmm. extremely disappointed in that move. But ever since then, all he's done is go out and make that wide receiver room better. A lot of people sleep on Adam Thielen being a part of that group, man. Oh, yeah. He's a constant pro. He's a guy that has been phenomenal since he's been in the NFL. His yes, first sir. year, we know he had to work hard, grind on special teams. But now Adam is the guy. He's the leader of that room. You go out, you sign DJ Chart, you add him to the mix, and then you, you draft Mingo, who I think was arguably one of the best receivers in the whole draft. And then you... You, you've developed Terrace Marshall. So I think this group has the ability to be one of the best groups in the NFL. And then you, with that first pick that you get, you select Bryce Young. So offensively, I feel like they have the capabilities of, of being really good. And luckily, we're in the NFC South, and nobody has dominated the NFC South 
Um, oh, well, nobody is dominant in the NFC South right now, if you ask me. I think New Orleans may be the team to beat, mm. but Carolina can get it done. So I'm just really looking forward to seeing how this group comes together defensively with Brian Burns, Shaq Thompson, and, and Jeremy Chen. I feel like these guys have a nucleus to be a really good football team that mm. nobody is not expecting a lot from. Well, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that because we on this show a few weeks ago gave our way too early playoff predictions mm. and I had the Carolina Panthers going <laughs> to the playoffs by via wild card. And I laughed at her. Everybody <laughs> laughed at me. The chat laughed at me. Brandon laughed at me. Corey was kind of borderline. He was like, I can see it, but I don't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that is such a far-fetched idea? All the names that you just mentioned, how you're really feeling the defense, the nucleus, just everything going on with this team. Do you see that this is a team that could possibly be a wild card? I absolutely think that this is a team that could Ooh. be a wild card without a doubt, but not only be a wild card, but potentially make it in the top eight. Ooh. Because wow. I just talked to you about the roster, right? And that's one thing. And I know, b Marsh, you sitting up there and you're thinking like, oh, yeah, y'all just got beat 27 nothing to my Jets, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know how preseason go. You know that doesn't mean a single thing. When you look at this <laughs> roster, that's one thing. But the coaching staff is the thing that I fell in love with the most. You add Frank Wright, then you bring in Jim Caldwell as a as a special assistant. We know Josh how McCown. Well, he say that again. Josh McCown. Yeah. Then you add Josh McCown. Then you add Deuce to the running back. Now you got D'Angelo Hall on the defensive side. It, it adds instant gratification to something that I thought was a weakness over the last couple of years when you had the, the former staff in there. But now this group coming in right now as a player who wouldn't love to play for those guys that we just named. OK, so listen, you know this man, savvy vet, uh, one of the best to ever do it. And I told story, I told Corey and Ashley this story offline and Corey to open the show actually <laughs> said it publicly. He wasn't supposed to say this. Remember when I played uh, for the Chicago Bears? And uh, we came down to Carolina, <clears throat> and uh, I, I, I every time exactly what you're talking about. You what, what am I, what, where am I going? What am I about to say? Hey, you talk, you talking about that play where I was lined up on you? And you thought, yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah, got a really linebacker on me. I'm about to chop him up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and what happened, bro? <laughs> no, it didn't happen the way you thought it was going to happen. Yeah. I knew that. Yo, yeah. hey, listen. You know what? Everybody asked me this, and in my uh, pilot, like when I do fly private every once in a while, you know, I don't got a big budget like that, but maybe once every year oh, we'll fly private. My we pilot hit me up yesterday. Time. Kenneth hit me up, and he's like, yo, bro, who was the hardest corner to go against? Was it Darrell Revis? Was it Richard Sherman? And I said, Darrell Revis by far, right? Big fan of Darrell Revis. Salute to you going into the Hall of Fame. But what I need to start saying is, TD was my hardest matchup ever. I couldn't get off the line, bro. With Darrell Revis, you can still get down the line six, seven yards, and then you can get into your route. With you, I couldn't even get off the line. So salute to you, bro. I'm giving you that, that honor. <laughs> man, I, listen, you know I had a lot of respect for you, man. Still do to this day. I love everything that you've been able to accomplish off the field. But what you were able to do on the field, man, was special, man. You was a big physical receiver. So I knew every single time we played y'all and I lined up across from you, I had to bring my best. That's right. Yeah. And you locked me down. Really quickly, before we transition to another uh, topic, I want to stay here in Carolina and Bryce, right? Because you talked about the playoffs. Ashley has them in the, you know, in the wild card spot. 
um, you're, you're speaking highly of him now. Bryce Young, right? We already talked a little bit about Bryce Young. Like, what are you seeing? What makes this guy special, right? Like, you know, a savvy vet can look at a dude, look in his eyes, see how they warm up, and see, see if they have it or not. What are you seeing? Listen, Bryce, Bryce Young has that it factor. Mm. And then you kind of look around, and you, like, what is the it factor? You go back to his high school days, the kid was a winner. You go back to his seven-on-seven seven days, the kid was a winner. At Alabama, the kid was a winner. He knows how to get the job done. Okay, he had a ton of talent around him, but the show went as Bryce Young went. He's not just sitting back there stagnant in the backfield. If things break down around him, he's not afraid to pull the ball to pull the ball down and create with his legs. He has that it factor that you look for in a quarterback. The accuracy is there. When you're B March, you know this better than anybody. As a receiver, you can run the best route that you've ever ran in your life. You get wide open. But if the quarterback can't hit you where you're gonna be versus where you were, yeah. then none of that really matters. Bryce Young has that factor. He's gonna put the ball where it needs to be. He's gonna allow his guys to run open. And man, to me, just getting to meet this kid, you can tell without a doubt that he absolutely loves the game. He studies football. And everybody that has interviewed him all talked about how smart he is. Mm. Those mm. are the intangibles that you cannot take for granted as a quarterback. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Thomas, I can't wait to watch him. But uh, earlier, you had mentioned Shaq Thomas, right, linebacker for the Panthers. You guys actually just added Deion Jones. He was a guy who had showed some promise pretty earlier on in his career. But I want to know, Thomas, like, who are some of your favorite linebackers to watch right now across the league? Mm. Might be Shaq, you know, Shaq Thomas. But what are some other names? I stop. I know Shaq is my son, but his name is Shaq Thompson. Thompson, <laughs> Thompson, Thompson. Shaq Thompson. I gotta be yeah. <laughs> all the time. So I, I love the fact that you adding Thomas to his name. <laughs> Guys that I enjoy watching right now in the league. You know, I, I love that San Fran duo. I love what those guys are doing. I've been a big fan of Levante David for a very long time. Mm. I think he's one of the most underrated linebackers in all of football. And to me, when I talk about linebackers, I talk about guys that are off the ball, that have to get back in coverage, that have to do every component of playing the linebacker position, not just guys that rush the passer, that get paid big bucks <laughs> to go get sacks and take up Pro Bowl spots. Not those guys, those, those, those graduated or let me see how I want to word this. The second coming of a defensive end that they've tapped to be linebackers. Uh, you don't notice I'm right, right. That's a good one. Because they always take the Pro Bowl spots. But I just feel like a linebacker is a guy that's off the ball, plays the run very well, plays in coverage very well, and is the leader of the defense. So when I think about good linebacker play, Bobby Wagner is a guy that has done it for a very long time. Those are the guys that I really look to and think, hey, this is the next coming of the linebacker position. Mm. Now, we talk about the leader and switching gears. We're going to go ahead and obviously ask you about your top five linebacker duos of all time. But before we get there, I want to go ahead and ask you about your former leader, your former head coach, Ron Rivera. How do you think he turns things around in Washington? Listen, I think Coach Rivera is the man to get the job done in Washington. He just has to be given the reins to be able to do it the way that he wants it done. And I think Coach Rivera 
has done a phenomenal job since he's been in Washington, but we all know that there's a lot of work left to be done. And I think with this new ownership change, that's going to give him the things that he needs. Eric Bieniemy coming in as the new offensive coordinator, I think that's going to light a fire under that group. And I just think that defensively, they have the players to be a really good dominant football team, but they just have to go out there and do it, man. You can't keep talking about what is Washington going to do, what can they do. Coach Rivera is a guy that has proven time and time again that he can go and be the leader of men. And I know for a fact, being a former player of his, there's nothing that any guy that has ever played for him wouldn't do for him. Mm. Well, I love that you brought up Eric Bieniemy because recently in training camp, you know, he had to go ahead and address how he speaks to his players, how he deals with his players. And there was a discourse on NFL Twitter and players were kind of divided. Some guys have gone on record and said that they don't appreciate how Eric Bieniemy speaks to them. They see that he speaks to them allegedly like they're not grown men. And then some players like Tyreek Hill have come out and said, no, I love this energy. This is the kind of coach that you want to take you to the next level. Eric Bieniemy went ahead and said, listen, if they have an issue with me, they can speak to me directly, but I just want to go ahead and make this team great. Where do you stand on how coaches deal with their players in terms of the way that they speak to one another? Um, so I have a funny Eric B enemy story. So we played Kansas City Chiefs um, long, long time ago, right? Mm-hmm. And I made a hit on a running back. It was right before halftime. I made a hit on the running back and ended up knocking him over to their sideline. But it might have been a penalty that called on me, but <laughs> I stand up. As soon as I get up off the ground, there's this little short dude standing over me, cursing me out in this Eric enemy. So I'm like, man, if you don't get out of my face, like I've never ever had any issues with any opposing coaches, but th- me and him, we went at it. I'm talking about from that point all the way walking into the locker room at halftime, like we, we're going back and forth. And I think that really just speaks to the passion that Eric Bieniemy has for this game, the passion that he has for his players. And once these guys really realize that he has their best interest in mind, I think that they're going to understand that he's doing what it takes to win games. He's not there trying to make everybody in that locker room happy and be their friends and be their brothers. And for me, I love a coach like that because he's going to motivate you. He's going to get the most out of you. So if they, really understand what he's trying to do is going to be good for that football team. Listen, I'll say this, bro. Uh, We're kind of cut from the same cloth, that old school cloth. And uh, that's what I see as well. I'd rather have a coach like an Eric Bieniemy, a Bill Parcells, a Bill Belichick, even Mm -hmm. a coach Tomlin Mm -hmm. that's going to keep it real, hold everyone accountable. Because the other side is like, look, you can be a coach McVay. You can be, you know, this player's coach. But if you don't come in and win, you lose everybody. Right. And, and so you need a coach that's going to come in, hold everyone accountable and push everyone to be great because you got 50 something dudes in the locker room. And, and, and that's the toughest task is how do we get everybody all aligned? You know, one guy is late. One guy just got a DUI. One guy just got arrested. You know, this dude won a contract. This dude is hurt. Right. There's a lot that these coaches have to put together just to get to Sunday. So I'm a lot like you, bro. Um, I appreciate that because there is a lot of conversation around Eric Bieniemy, and hell, maybe he'll get it done, maybe he won't, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and with that said, right, we we were talking about him at the top of the show, Jonathan Taylor. He's a guy, right, who's been 
really, we, we refer to it as holding in because he's wanting to restructure a contract. And, you know, the running back market, that's been a conversation as of late. Um, re really, what we want to know is basically what's your thoughts on just the state of business now in the NFL, right? The running back market, the way, you know, the markets are changing for various positions and, and so on and so forth. Just what's your thoughts overall with the state of the NFL? It's very, very disheartening the way that they're doing the running back position right now because I think one thing that the guys in this league need to fully understand and realize is the running back position this year, next year, it may be your position. So we all need to rally around that group and, and, and understand that these guys have earned the right to be paid at a certain level. When you look at Jonathan Taylor, when you look at Saquon Barkley, those are guys that I look at and they absolutely deserve every single thing that they're fighting to get because we know how tough it is to play that position. We know the, the shelf life of a running back. Mm -hmm. So you have to maximize your opportunity when you have it. And if you don't, then you may never get that big payday because they are, they are an injury away. And I think teams understand that they are an injury away from not being the same guy that they once were. But if you are at the top five in this league at your position, then you should be paid accordingly. And not only paid it accordingly to the position group, but paid accordingly to what you offer your football team. Yeah, that's good. You look at the running back position, they catch the ball out of the backfield, they run the ball, they block, they do so many different things that you cannot take for granted from a positional standpoint. So I think that they definitely need to be paid just like everybody else is getting paid the big bucks. Listen, well, you brought up the, we were talking about the running back position. We want to get to your top five uh, linebacker duels of all time. You, Luke Keekley, legendary, can't. Captain America. See. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're, we're, yeah, right, right. <laughs> can't wait to see if you got, if you put yourselves, you put your, your group on that list. But really quickly, hardest running back you've ever had to face mm. and why? Oh, man. Um, I think the hardest running back me personally that I've ever ever had to face was Brandon Jacobs, man. This dude wow. was a defensive end, a glorified defensive end that they used to just hand the ball. <laughs> and they used to hand him the ball a lot. And if you allowed him to get going, it, it was never a good thing for you watching <laughs> Brandon Jacobs coming at you full speed. I watched the play uh, when he played against the Washington Redskins at the time, and he ran Landry over. Tells you everything that you need to know about Brandon Jacobs and who he was. Yep, that's yep. good. That was a good. Before we tap into your top five of all time, your top five LB duos of all time, I want to ask about training camp very quickly. We have seen a lot of fights go down in training camp so far. That's normal, but we've also seen a lot of just season-ending injuries for guys. It has opened a question of how can training camp go ahead and be changed, manipulated, so we see less of this. A lot of former athletes are saying there's really nothing you can do. It's the nature of the game. Training camp is important. You need it. What, where do you stand on that conversation? Is there anything that can be done in training camp to limit the amount of season-ending injuries that we are seeing? Listen, injuries are a part of the game. They're going to happen. I mean, there's nothing that you can do to make training camp any softer than what it is right now. When I came through training camp, training camp was training camp. Now, training camp is like a vacation. These kids are out of meetings. <laughs> they out of practice at 5.30, 6 o'clock. We used to be in there till 10 o'clock at night what? and yeah. practicing two times a day. So they can't make training camp any easier than they're making it 
I think if they continue to do this, they might as well just eliminate training camp in it, in it, in totality because if you look at the structure and you look at the way that it is right now, they shorten the time down, they shorten the amount of practices, they shorten the amount of time. Like if there's anybody, any player right now that's complaining about the training camp structure, then they need to go out and find a different job. <laughs> and that's that on that. And All that's right, that. <laughs> For real. All right, Thomas, listen, we've been waiting for it. Our viewers have been waiting for it. It's time for you to reveal your top five linebacking duos of all time. So I'm just going to give you the floor, Thomas. Hey, hey listen, you you're a savvy vet, bro. Yeah. Be careful with this, right? <laughs> um, you know, you're going you're gonna to piss a lot of people off, right? There's oh, no listen, be marsh I understand, and I put a lot of thought into this. Mm -hmm. I put a lot of thought into this, and I just want people to understand and know that this is in no particular order, first <laughs> and foremost. Right, right. And this does not include the guys that I had no opportunity to watch. Uh, Again, let me rephrase that. Right. This does not include the guys that I did not have an opportunity to watch growing okay. up. So, yeah. with that said, I'm going to, and listen, no particular order. <laughs> look, 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 look. All these disclaimers. We know he's going to be heat. It's going to be some heat. Look, right, right. I, I love watching Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman go out and work, so I got to go with those guys. P. Will, Navarro Bowman, they were a special tandem when you used to go back and watch San Francisco 49ers play, you got to start. You got to know exactly what these guys are. Next, I'm going with Brian Erlacher and Lance Briggs. I think Brian Erlacher and Lance Briggs, they, they set the tone for what tandems were to mm. be, if you ask me, as mm, off-the-ball yeah. linebackers. I know I talked about early on how I wasn't too fond of the pass rush defensive end type bodies being considered linebackers. But when you look at Ray Lewis and Terrell Suggs and what they were able to do, Crazy man, duo. that was special. I was a huge Ray Lewis fan growing up. Wanted to model my game a lot like him. And Derrick Brooks, who didn't make this list because I don't think Hardy Nickerson played long enough or didn't contribute enough um, when he was with Derrick Brooks. Uh, next, I got to go with Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright. Bobby just re-signed with um, the Seahawks because they know how valuable he is to their organization. But Bobby Wagner, man, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame. K.J. Wright is a guy that I feel like he brought so much to that Seattle team and he did not get the recognition that That's he right. deserved. Mm -hmm. But if you played the Seattle Seahawks back in the day, you knew where K.J. Wright was and you knew where Bobby Wagner was at mm. all times because they were making plays. Absolutely. And Without further ado, last <laughs> but most certainly not least, yes, sir. Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis. Uh, <laughs> Everybody that played against these guys knew they had to bring their lunch pail every yeah. single day. Luke Keekley, man, I, I think he may go down as one of the best linebackers to ever play this game, man. Smart, fast, physical, and Probably, if you ever met him personally, the nicest guy that you've ever met in your life, man. So, there you have it. That's my top five. No particular order. Mm -hmm. uh, once again, 
and it does not include the old time guys. Oh, the hard enough with these disclaimers. The You're going to be under some heat. All of us come. <laughs> enough with the disclaimers, bro. You know you're going to catch uh, some. I'm, hey, I'm politically correct. Be much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, well, listen, I'm not. <laughs> and you know I like to get messy, bro. You've been around me for a very long time. Can we throw that list up again really quickly? Bro, if you had to, like you have to, right? Here's the here's the game. Here's the situation. Right, here you go. Here you you go. have to here you go. have to rank them. Can you give us a one through five on that top five list? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> put them on the spot. All right. I'm gonna put uh, Bobby and KJ at five. Okay. I'm gonna go with. Oh. Yeah, Probably Erlacher and Briggs. Okay. I'm going to go with... They're at four. Uh, ah, man, who next? Yeah, this one's tough. Probably... Ray Lewis and Terrell Suggs. Ooh. 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 Okay. Okay. Three. Okay. Two and three. Okay. Two and three is going to be the hardest. And then I'm going to put P-Will and Navarro Bowman. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and that leaves one. That leaves one duo. And you know who the best duo of I like it. I love Without it. Without a doubt, me and Luke, man, what we were able to do was, was phenomenal. I hate that we wasn't able to give Panther fans more years of us playing together, but yeah, that was special. I ain't put nobody over me. Right, right. And listen, and listen, because there's some people. always said it best. I love me, me some me. me. <laughs> there you go. Hey, well, listen, this is what I'm going to say, because there might be some people out there that's like, you know, what? You know, you putting y'all at number one? Bro, I'm not putting you at number one, but what I, what I will do is I'll stand beside you and say, this is a real debate. This is a real conversation, mm -hmm. because, you know, if you, if I played against all those tandems, you know, and I, and I look at you guys, it was strategy. Like, y'all was the smartest group, I would have to say. And that's saying a lot because I played with Brian Urlacher and, and Lance Briggs, and all they did was communicate it. They communicated in the locker room, when we were at practice, walkthroughs, in between plays on a plane, all day, every day. Hell, playing poker on the weekends, all of that. And I saw a different level of, uh, of ball there. That's when I realized that, man, you know, working with your team, like communication all the time is really critical. But when we played against y'all, man, y'all knew everything. Like, I'm like, Keek, Luke Keek, like, the ball's going right here. The ball's going. And we've seen some of those yeah. clips. Yeah, yeah, we have. And then you got TD with the same amount of IQ. Now, he's being friendly. Mm -hmm. Dude was a monster, but he also had that high football IQ as well. But with, with you, bro, like, it was like you set the tempo. Big hits, but also playing inside, mm -hmm. taking on 350-pounders, and then coming out guarding all pro-wide receivers. Right. Man, it was just different, man. I hated playing against you guys. Um, so this it's a real debate, bro. I don't I can't right now say that you're number one, but I will say I stand beside him <laughs> on the debate. <laughs> and I'ma stand beside him. To me, to me, B Marsh, and realistically, I know that there are a lot of people that are gonna have their own opinion. They're gonna form their own opinions and they're gonna feel a certain way. They're gonna feel the way that they're entitled to feel but for me it's all about knowing the work that went into doing the work doing the things that we were able to accomplish and like the brotherhood the camaraderie like you just talked about man it, it it's unmatched 
Yeah. It's unmatched. There is not a single thing that I can't call Luke Keekley for. There's not a single thing mm. that he can't call me for. That's real yeah. brothers. Yeah. I'm talking about you hear about a brother from a different mother. That's the situation. <laughs> and you'll never get me to pick anybody. I don't care what the numbers say. You'll yeah. never have me picking somebody over us. And if you ask Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis, they're not going to pick anybody over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. KJ that's and Bobby, sure. they're not going to pick anybody over them. And they shouldn't because that's how we are wired. That's the competitive nature that we have as linebackers, as football players. We want to be the best at anything we do. And if your list don't match mine, then you're wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Well, bro, we, we love you. Um, you know, we appreciate you coming on, man. You're, you're a man's man. You're, you're one of those guys, man. You're, you're, you're in that same category of like the Ray Lewis's of the world, like just leaders, true leader. When you think about leadership, like it's Ray Lewis, it's you, yeah. it's the Peyton Mannings of the world. I mean, you're a Walter Peyton man of the year and you have so much respect, not only in Carolina, but throughout the entire league yeah. at all levels from players to coaches to ownership. So like if any kids out there want to follow somebody, Follow my guy, TD. Um, before you go, bro, uh, our, our last question, uh, uh, and, you know, parting shots, Super Bowl prediction. Who's going to represent the AFC? Who's going to represent the NFC? Thomas Davis, too early prediction as he leaves. Mm. Man, that's, that is tough, <laughs> bro. I ain't even... Um, I, I, I have to... I'm a little partial to the Philadelphia Eagles from the NFC side and <laughs> what they've done in the offseason. Because you look at them and you think, well, they lost a lot of guys from last year. But when you look at my Georgia Bulldogs that they've mm. assembled and added to that group, you know, I love Miles Sanders and what he's bring. I'm happy to have him in Carolina. But for them to make a decision and a move to go at DeAndre Swift back and bring him home, Man, that's going to be special, and a lot of people don't really understand how big that's going to be. Looking at Devontae Smith, what he does on the outside, looking at A.J. Brown, what he adds, and then we all know Goddard being in the middle. That offense, man, is going to be it's going to be one to reckon with once again. On the defensive side, starting with the starting with that front four or that front eight, mm-hmm. what they bring to the table is unmatched in the NFL. Like, it's crazy for them to be able to assemble a group like they have assembled Unbelievable. in Philly from a defensive standpoint across that front seven. Agreed. So I feel like they're going to be up there. They're going to be in, in 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 the market again. And I love Buffalo. Obviously, I love Kansas City. But I think the Chargers are going to sneak up on a lot wow. of people this year. Whoa. The Chargers, the Chargers, if they can stay healthy, Super the Chargers are going to be a problem. Keenan Allen is a problem. Mike Williams is a problem. And they went out and got this kid from TCU. Man, listen, man. Y'all, y'all better tune <laughs> All in. All right. Austin Eckler, yeah. problem. No, he is. Justin Herbert, problem. Yeah. They just got to put it all together as a group, man. They Both sub, man. Because they got a defense. They got a line. Uh, they definitely got a front seven. Wow. Yeah. That's a That is interesting. If they, can keep, if they can keep Jackson healthy in that secondary. Right, him too. It's going to be a problem, man. I'm telling y'all. Listen, I said it here first. Mm-hmm. It could be, it could literally be the Chargers versus the Eagles 
in the Super Bowl. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> okay. Listen. Wow. That was big. That we was. love you, bro. We appreciate you. We'll see you soon, man. We appreciate you, Tom. Good luck to your son tonight. Opening night, sophomore year. Yes, sir. Kicking it off. Let's go. All right, Buff. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because I got the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man, that was a dope Chargers. One. I know, that was a hot That's take right there. That's not where I thought he was going to go. I, it was not at all. I mean, there's so many teams I thought he probably would have said first. He didn't even say the Chiefs. No, he did. He said, well, he said, I like, the, I like Buffalo. I love the Chiefs. Yeah. You know, but then I got to go here. Okay. But, yeah, in the AFC, no, Jets, he didn't with the Jets. Yeah, he didn't even bring that up. Yeah, he also didn't mention the Dolphins. So. I, I know, I know. <laughs> She loved throwing shots at the dog. Then he didn't mention the Cowboys. I mean, he was wrong. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, right, 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 right. You know, a little it's all good. What was your favorite part of the interview? Um, you know, for me, and I'll start it off. Like, I just, to me, just connecting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, whenever you get an opportunity um, to fraternize with some of your guys, like, mm -hmm. it's, it's just, you can talk about anything, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So, like, he's just a man's man. He's just an awesome guy. He's a true leader. Yeah. And he's been through a lot of, in his life. You know, this was a guy that almost, uh, I wouldn't say walked away from the game, probably pulled, almost pulled away from the game. Remember, he had three ACL surgeries. Uh, I think. Yeah, three. Yeah. Three. That's a lot. Yeah. And That's came back and became an all-pro. Yeah. Pro bowler year after year after year. Yeah. Special. It's mental toughness right there. There I mean, you go. Yeah, Ashley, you I feel like yours? my favorite was definitely what he said about Eric Bieniemy. Oh, that's one that, I said the same I thing. think that hearing a vet have a totally different mindset than I feel like we've had some of the the younger athletes, um, you know, speak about Eric Bieniemy and how they, you know, were not fans or are not fans of the way that he deals with players. I think it just shows 
the toughness and the difference in era and the difference mm -hmm. in in what was expected and tolerated in those eras. Mm -hmm. um, so it definitely makes you look at players who come from this era, this generation, who are pro Eric Bieniemy, pro how he deals with players, and it makes you realize that some guys are just wired with that old school mentality. Mm -hmm. And hearing a player, you know, like Thomas, say that listen, that's what you want. He yeah. did it to me too, but yeah. guess what? I like it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was excited to hear that yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, my favorite part was that Eric the Enemy part, yeah. but it was his story. I thought that story the was story hilarious, The story was fantastic, right? Yeah, yeah. right? He's like, who's yeah, this little man hit, standing over me? He hit me? the running back. Yeah, I had a bounce. He said it may or may have not been an illegal hit. Yeah, yeah, And he yeah. said he had Eric the Enemy over him talking crazy to him. So that was my favorite part. Yeah, of, for sure. And I loved hearing him talk about his kids too and yeah, like that is cool. how he's gotten to enjoy them and kind of mm -hmm. get to know them in this new right. era, this new stage in their mm -hmm. lives. and. You know, a lot of incredible things have happened. His relationship with Captain America, mm -hmm. things like that. It's always cool talking to, to guys who have a lot of history in the game, yeah, you know? Yeah. So where we got break and then we come out and I'm no. at the board. Well, I got a little debate for you right quick first. Wow, I love a debate with Ashley. We, we, Is we it between to. Ashley and I, me and you? Well, between all I'm of predicting, us. I'm predicting both of you guys to be split on this. Okay. That's, that's, that's what I'm predicting. So yesterday, Pro Football Focus. They made a post, obviously, just, uh, they, they were kind of just, because if you remember, Dalvin Cook has signed with the New York Jets several days ago. So they asked the question, is Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall the best running back duo in the NFL? So that's the question we're going to answer. Are Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall the best running back duo in the NFL? Because mm. I tell you what, I tell you what, uh, Dalvin Cook, he quote retweeted that tweet and was like, hey, this is what I want you to do. Because the question asked, do the Jets have the best running back duo in the league? Dalvin Cook quote retweeted and said, well, this is what I need you to do. I need you to delete do and the question mark and then change it to the statement that the Jets have the best duo in the NFL. Because that's what he believes. Right. Um, Ashley, you want me to start? You can go first. Start? I'm, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. looking up some of these names right mm -hmm. here, see if I can right. agree with so, that or not. Listen, I just, I just went straight to Google. Google is my best friend at time. Right, you got the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones, mm. AJ Dillon. Oh, uh, at two, you San Francisco 49ers, uh, Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles at three. We just saw, heard the OG TD talk about DeAndre Swift being there and Rashad Penny. When I was in uh, mm. Seattle, it was my last cup of tea, my last year in the NFL. We drafted him as our number one overall pick. If dude can stay healthy, he definitely is a home run hitter. Oh. Uh, at four, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, uh, B. John Robinson and Tyler uh, Aguilar. Uh, I'm not familiar with him. And then at five, Detroit Lions. Six, the New Orleans Saints. Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams. Remember, Jamal Williams was at Detroit. Then he made his way to New Orleans this year, and, and he's having a really good camp. Yeah. Seattle Seahawks uh, at seven. Miami Dolphins at eight. Um, they have a couple guys that's popping off uh, film right now that they really like. I think that's why they didn't go out there and pursue um, – um, our guy uh, Dalvin Cook aggressively uh -huh. because mm -hmm. they have a couple guys that is fitting in nicely. Baltimore Ravens and then the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I'll say this. Um, man, are they the best? Dalvin Cook? Ah, oh, jeez. I, look, I, I, I like, I like uh, New Orleans Saints. I'm a big Alvin Kamara fan. I like Jamal Williams. I would say if they're not one or two. Oh, right? Brees Hall. Yeah, yeah. So, so who do you have at one, though? Uh, 
I'm going to go mean, with the New Orleans Saints. I like Alvin Kamara and I like Jamal yeah. Williams. To me, I really like this yeah. combo. I mean, I hate to cut you up. I don't know if no, you're ready, ahead, Ashley. I, I feel like it's a no-brainer. How could, it, how could it not be Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams? Oh, so, so, so you're yeah, good. So, yeah. okay. Jamal you're Williams. validating me right yeah, now. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Jamal. A lot of times men don't validate each yeah. other, but I like <laughs> right, that. Right, right. Go ahead. Well, do you know Jamal Williams was the leading rusher, or not leading rusher in touchdowns last year? He yeah. had like 18 rushing touchdowns. And Alvin Kamara is Alvin Kamara. So how could yeah. that tandem not be the number one in the league? Yeah. Um, Look, I like what they do in New Orleans, right? Alvin Kamara is like that, and Ashley, I think you said it earlier. Yeah, it's a uh, hybrid. He, yeah, he's hybrid. He's McCaffrey, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the last two years, his number's been down um, it's when it comes to receptions. But this is a guy that went like two, three years in a row, 80 catches, 80 catches, 80 catches. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm almost positive it was three years in a row, and then he got the big contract, and in the last couple of years, anywhere from 40, 60 catches. Uh, so they've always been a guy, they've always had a system where they lean on Alvin to be that hybrid, and then you have a running back old school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Ingram, they tried our guy, uh, I forget the last two years who they've been rocking with, and then now Jamal Williams. So, look, Dalvin and, and, and Hall, it's going to be interesting. Um, but I'm going to rock with New Orleans Saints right now. Ashley, who you got? I'm not mad at the Saints. I think we do have to go ahead, though, and mention Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I mean, especially with Jordan Love, you know, going into the situation, not really having much experience at the quarterback position, that run game is going to be huge for the Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. I mean, looking at their numbers from last year, they combined it almost 2,500 total yards from the scrimmage last season. Jones specifically had 59. He snagged 59 of his 72 targets for almost five for almost 400 yards and five touchdowns. I mean, I think it's safe to say that they are a definite a one-two punch. I mean, Dylan's had seven touchdowns on the ground. It's going to be interesting to see how they can go ahead and maintain. I mean, I don't think it's going to be hard for them to maintain that. Like I said, with Jordan Love not really familiar with leading yep. the Green Bay Packers at the QB1 position. I'm not mad at Alvin Kamara, but I definitely don't think we can't forget these guys. I mean, last year wasn't a fluke for right. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson. Fins up, boy. Fins <laughs> up. Y'all boys going to do work next year. <laughs> All right, well, listen, we're actually going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to go to Brandon's top five rookies to watch. That's going to be interesting, so stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. I was back. on the beach all weekend interviewing people for this segment. <laughs> no, it wasn't. A lot of work. <laughs> I always knew exactly what I wanted to do. So you're going to get told no a lot. Sometimes it's not even going to be no. It's like we're not even listening to this. Like, this is not even oh, an option for you. Yeah, like, this is not even an option for you. You're not good enough. We don't do that. The opportunity's not there. You don't know how hard this is. I, I've been literally told I don't know how hard it is to do a daily show while I was working on a daily show. I'm like, you mean the show I currently work on? I don't know how hard it is to do that. The same meeting I'm in every day, the same wake up call, same time. How would I not know how hard it is to do the show I work on? You have to constantly reaffirm that you are good enough, that you belong there, and then always prove it. So I I would just always say you have to, you gotta do twice the work to get half the opportunity. But that, to me, the mentality I've always had on it is that's just gonna make me better. So that's why I'm excellent. Because I had to be. I couldn't be average, I couldn't be okay, I couldn't be late, I couldn't complain, I couldn't say no. Now I do. (laughs) But you have to do that because you can't give people the opportunity to doubt you. Mm. So 
That I think is what the sacrifice is. It's a lot of pride sacrifice. You gotta eat a lot of sh You gotta listen to a lot of jokes. You gotta ignore little comments, little microaggressions. Listen, when I think of you, I think of a pioneer in the direct relationship between hip hop and sports. I mean, I go back to the Allen Iverson commercial, Reebok. I feel like that was the jumpstart of that relationship, that relationship in terms of the business aspect. Obviously hip hop artists were always rocking with athletes and athletes were always rocking with hip hop artists, but it was the first time we saw it on the screen like that. It was the first time we saw it in a commercial revenue space. And now fast forward, you see Lil Baby and John Morant recreated that mm -hmm. for Beats. I mean, go back to that moment with AI. You said that AI, you know, brought the hood to basketball, essentially. What was that like? Um, I think me growing up, I played all sport. I played basketball, football, baseball. So he was just a, you know, Allen Iverson was, I could remember sitting in my man's living room watching his Georgetown you know, watching him play in Georgetown. So I was already a huge fan of his. So when they brought the opportunity to me, shout out to Steve Stout, shout out to Trackmasters, Rough Riders, everybody that, you know, bought the opportunity. It was like coming here on the show. I'm like, where he want, he want to sit down with me to talk about doing the spot. So once I met him, you know, he was super down to earth. Um, he was a statty, like, yo, you one of my favorite rappers. I want to do this. We're going to do it. Got the beat. Made you know made it happen. I didn't think, I didn't know right then that it would be a timeless uh, commercial spot that opened up, you know, kind of paved the way for everything that came after that. You know, 50 Cent, G-Unit, and Hove, the Stock Carters, and all of that came after that. So for me to be able to do that initial commercial with Allen was, was an honor. Welcome back, everybody. Subscribe. You saw that? Subscribe. Mm -hmm. Listen, Brandon is getting his exercise in at this part of the show because he is at the board. Brandon, are you? You gotta run like like Kenny does on Inside the NBA. Let okay. me see you. Let me see you do your little job. Go to the board. Okay. Here we go. There we go. There we go. So this is a segment. We're gonna go ahead and reveal your what are we what are we revealing to the people? Your top five rookies to watch. Correct. Yeah. Top five rookies to watch. I'm really excited about rookies, right? Like rookies back in the day, Ashley, Corey, when mm -hmm. I was in the league, um, they didn't play. You know, we didn't really respect rookies. We shaved their heads. They still shaved their heads. Oh my we God. We paid <laughs> $20,000, $30,000 uh, for uh, our dinners and all that stuff. Now, rookies are coming in and you got to contribute right now. If not, you might be cut. You might be out of there. So all year, we're going to track rookies. And we're going to look at the top performing rookies every single week leading up to mm -hmm. the rookie of the year. So I have uh, a list of five rookies that's standing out right now. Some of you guys was, you know, will say, well, that was predictable. And there might be one or two Ashley were like, where did that come from? This is me spending all my weekend, my entire weekend on South Beach interviewing yeah. almost 5,000, a little over 5,000 people on their thoughts as well. Monday. Uh, morning, I was even out there yeah. on South Beach. Yes, so it's not just me, but this is also fan votes. Is that where your tan came from? There you go. Yeah, that's my tan. Well, qu quick question before you get to your list. You talk about rookie dinners. Um, how much did you ever spend for when you was you were a rookie once upon a time? How much did they make you spend? Right Zero. Here. Right here. Oh. How's they that knew, possible? They knew not to try. Wait, look, 
I was fourth round, so Jay Cutler had to, uh, he footed the bill. So Jay Cutler did everything. I was fourth round, I ain't had no money. They usually do that to first rounders, <laughs> maybe second rounders. Okay. But once you get into the late rounds, they're like, man, keep your money. Yeah, Save right, by right, the right, round. Right. Keep your money. I ain't <laughs> making no money. Save by the round. Here we go. So this first one, this is a gentleman who was drafted high. Right, so high expectations on this guy. But when it comes to this segment, Brandon's top five rookies to watch that could potentially be the rookie of the year, this is one of those ones where I'm going to get a lot of pushback. But if you watch the game, you know the game starts from the inside out. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bill Parcells of the world always say, we start in the trenches. We got to be able to run the ball. Mm -hmm. We got to be able to stop the run. <laughs> we got to be able to block them up. It mm -hmm. starts with the bigs, but why is there so much disrespect around the offensive linemen and defensive linemen, Corey and Ashley? Hold we never talk about them when it comes to these big awards. MVP, it's the quarterback's award. When's the last time we seen, woo, fact check for me. When's the last time we seen the MVP come from the trenches? No. When's the last time we seen a rookie of the year be an offensive lineman? Mm. I don't know. Can you tell me? I don't know. But right now in camp today, this guy, Peter, help me with his last name. Peter uh, Skronowski. Peter, what? Stranowski. Big dude. Oh, you're big me guy. Mess up his name you now. can't get past him. He might be like the next Zach Martin, Ashley. Ooh. Zach Martin playing, what, nine years? Six of them is all pro years? Mm -hmm. This is dude could potentially be a Hall of Famer. He might be in the same situation in six years going to Rand and saying, Mr. General Manager. You know, Rand just got the job, the general manager job mm -hmm. down there, and they're doing a phenomenal job. And Tennessee is one of my black horses, my dark horses. I think Tennessee's going to have a phenomenal year. They're going to win the division. Ashley laughed at me when I said it. But it's going to start <laughs> with this guy. You know why? Because you got King Henry in the back. You got to be able to block him up. You got to be able to make sure you open up the hole big enough so this dude can do what he does and then stiff arm guys to the ground. But it starts with him. He's going to be sitting here six years from now saying, Rand, I outplayed my contract. I need another one. Okay? Damn. But I'm on Rand's side. I like what he's doing there. Number four, can we stay in the trenches? Can we please stay, in, stay, the in, the trenches? Trenches. stay in the trenches? Okay? Corey, uh -huh. you talk about this guy. I do. You Go ahead. Who's number four? Oh, J yo, number four is Jalen Carter. This guy's a dog. This guy is a dog. I mean, he's already made it in his impression in the preseason already. He's just moving offensive linemen all over the place, right? So this is a guy, Thomas Davis just said it, Georgia Bulldog, they just come with a different mentality, right? Like, this dude is a monster. He's a monster. Listen, I cannot wait to see this but, dude on Sunday. Uh, listen, I'm making a point right here. Every time we talk about football, we always talk about the wide receivers. Yeah. The wide receivers are divas. <laughs> they get everything. Forget the wide receivers, man. Yeah. We got to start talking about the bigs, man. Without them, we are nothing. Mm -hmm. And nobody's going to vote for them. But I was on South Beach, right, uh, this whole weekend, like I said earlier. <laughs> and these dudes, out of the 5,000 people that voted, yeah. I think he had we got maybe... We got 225 for number 77. Uh -huh. and then we then got then... 600 votes for Jalen Carter. Yeah. And yeah. then the third was who? The third was that Zay, Zay Flowers. Flowers. That boy from Broward. Zay Flowers right here. Can we come with me? Let's look beautiful. at that. We look got we got a thousand <laughs> votes for Zay Flowers, uh -huh, by the uh -huh. way. A thousand votes for Zay Flowers, and I think that uh, the chat and everybody watching, the people on the on the on on, on the set, Ashley, mm -hmm. my partners, and Corey, mm -hmm. I think you guys would say that. You know, I'm not surprised. Absolutely not. I mean, nobody can cover this guy. Do we have any type of B-roll for 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 them or not? If not, it's okay. Mm -hmm. But Zay Flowers. Man, I really wanted to put him at one. Yeah, I know. I know this is tough. 
Uh, he can't. You can't guard him. Can't. You can't guard him. Look what he did in the uh, joint practices. Yeah. He ran a route. We call that. Um, it's a back end line. We call it a return. So he was literally. They were doing ribs and boom. He came off the ball, planted his left foot in the ground, stuck it again. Dude ran out the screen. You couldn't even find a defender anymore. Lamar Jackson's just sitting there saying, oh, my goodness, I may throw for 5,000 yards this year. I got OBJ over here. Mm-hmm. I got DK in the, uh, 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 JK in the back. Yep. And then I got this rookie, Zay Flowers. Yep. How are you going to stop me? So Zay Flowers is sitting here at three for Brandon's top five uh, uh, rookie watch list. Number two, Ooh, a guy that shit. everybody's predicting to win rookie of the year, but he's at him, number two. Before you reveal him, he got over 1,300 votes, people. Mm-hmm. 1,300 votes. How many does they get again? 1,000. So yeah. it's close. It was close. 1,300 votes for this guy on South Beach this weekend. Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson is what Ashley would say is a what running back? Ashley? Dual threat. Dual threat. She loves to say hybrid. She, she, hybrid. she understands yeah. the running back position. And this is a guy that really made his highlight so far in camp mm-hmm. in the past game. Yep. I mean, he's running past guys that was clocked at a 4-3-40, linebackers like that, veteran guys who are all pro and pro bowlers. He's routing them up, running sluggos. He looks like a wide receiver. And number one, don't at me, okay? Where is my camera? Don't at me. Don't do it, okay? I'm telling y'all right now, put some respect on this kid's name. Deuce Vaughn is number one. Woo! Deuce Vaughn. Oh, yeah. Ashley, don't believe me. Ashley, I'm telling you this <laughs> kid, Deuce you. Vaughn. Well, when I when I told you, Deuce Vaughn may be RB1 in Dallas. Really? And, and I like to, I, everybody loved Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard de- de- deserves his deal. Mm-hmm. But this dude is special. I, like, this is like Darren Sproles. I think they're, you know, Darren Sproles like a mentor to him. They kind of know, they mm-hmm. know each other. They work together. Mm-hmm. He trained at our Tampa location. We had him for combine training. I mean, I thought the dude was a wide receiver when I first went yeah. up there. Yeah. Super fast, you know, um, underrated, mm-hmm. you know, but now he's on everybody's radar. This dude is just nice. Like, his vision, what he was able to do in tight spaces and the hole in that first game, uh, he's number one. Ashley, how many votes did he get? He got over 1,800, almost 1,900 votes. Listen, I'm going to quote one of my favorite movies. Listen, Deuce Vaughn, number one on Brandon's list. The Cowboys, number one in your heart. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> right, 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 right. How do we do in our first stand-up uh, segment? I thought it was cool. It was dude. good. I, I like the cool. I like the blow up. You know what? I actually like the blow up pictures versus just a name with like lists and their stats and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like this. I like you the like pictures. It. This it's is cool. Shout we out gotta to put Jazz. a face to the name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Shout out to Jazz. Jazz. Um, you know what? You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna have Jazz make graphics of himself <laughs> and our team. So when we talk about our team, it's pow. JP's right there. Pow. Nagin's right there. Pow. Manderville sitting there, but you can only see his teeth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, he has to do the hoodie and then it's a shadow. Yeah. You know what? He when, like he, like when he did the hoodie yesterday, uh-huh. it reminds you, you ever see the meme with Kermit? Yes. And he has the, it's the, it's the dark Kermit. Yeah. And it's like talking to regular Kermit. And he has the hoodie on and bad Kermit's telling him to do things. That yeah. was Manderville. That was, he was put in Kermit. That's yeah. good. Listen, well, I haven't seen that. I want, I need to see that, yeah. uh, that, that little meme. You know, when I first heard of meme, I used to call it Mimi. But anyways, all year, all year, we're going to just continue this conversation, rookie watch list. You know, it's going to change. Uh, we're going to need participation from the local fans. Mm-hmm. You know, our fans, you got to put in your votes. I'm tired. I'm not going back down to South Beach. 
<laughs> and spending my Friday afternoon, my mm -hmm. Saturday and Sunday mornings interviewing mm -hmm. and asking people to vote. 5,000 people to vote. I'm not doing it. Right. So I need participation. A little would y'all change any of this before we move on? Let me see. I, I, you know, who, I wouldn't. Who's my favorite rookie, Ashley? You always say I like to say his name. No, right now, it, it's going to change, right? So, like, right now, the reason why I put it this way is because this is who's winning the votes right now, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? But week one, or hell, maybe week three, week four of preseason, it changes. Yeah. So I... I don't want to hear who your favorite is. I want to hear who is right now. Yeah, right now. Okay. It, am I going first? Go no. ahead, say it. Jackson Smith and Jigba. You know you love his saying his name. Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's the he's the rookie wide receiver out of uh, Seattle right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, no disrespect. He no he disrespect. is gonna be he's gonna be a problem. And you know who's another running back? So let me go through five. Let me can I go can I just go through five? One hundred percent. I do like I do like this peak up here. You know Peter Skrnowski. I think he's gonna be a household name. Because, like you said, it starts in the trenches, right? He's going to be somebody who is going to represent his class, represent offensive linemen for yep. a long time. But same with that guy next to him. Now, if, it was, if, I, if I had to choose another player, it's his teammate, Ricky Nolan Smith. Wow. Out of Georgia as well. That dude's going to be a problem. He is more of like an interior lineman. Nolan Smith is more of like that edge rusher. So he's the guy that's obviously going to be putting up probably the stats more than likely. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So he's but a, Maybe this dude is like the next. Maybe Aaron Donald, right? Like, right? like a guy who can record those sacks from the inside. I mean, I think they're going to be a problem just, you know, throughout their whole line, throughout that whole front seven. But uh, Nolan Smith is, again, another guy who we should be on the lookout for. And now if I had to pick another receiver, it would be, you know, like I said, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm going to go with two receivers, though, because... I, I, I might have to. I agree with Zay Flowers. I got. Yeah. I got to go with the home team. Zay Flowers. He's just like a. a what, what do they call it? Lightning in a bottle. Yes. Right. Lightning like, in a bottle. Lightning in a bottle, man. He can run every route. He's a playmaker. Yeah, he's a playmaker, and he's a guy, man. He plays a lot bigger than what he looks like. You know what I'm saying? And what and what he's on paper. He's a guy you could throw him just to mix things up. Throw him on the outside. Like I mean, you you as a receiver, you know, like we can just switch up the looks. He's a guy that you can put, in my opinion, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere on the field. So. Jackson, uh, I got I got Zay Flowers, but Jackson Smith, he's going to be at number two, though. Mm. He's going to be at number two because, and you know how it is in football, right? You got a guy, and this is this was the case for a guy like K.J. Osborne. We know a guy like K.J. Yeah. Osborne now because of Justin, the Justin Jeffersons of the world, because of, of the Adam mm -hmm. Thielens of the world. That's going to be the case in Seattle. You got who? DK. DK Metcalf. Tyler you got Lockett. Tyler Lockett. And people forget, they got Noah Fant, too. Noah Fant is like a, legit, a legitimate mm -hmm. tight end. He's a good tight end. You got all of those playmakers around a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm telling you, like I, I've been, have, so not, got, have I not so been saying his name so for months? You've been so you got the Seattle Seahawks uh, uh, representing the NFC out of the, in, a, in the Super Bowl. That's what you got? Not the Super Bowl, but I did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Ali of them. I'm pretty. No, I'm pretty sure I was the only one that had them in the playoffs, though, didn't I? Representing. Representing out of the NFC, I didn't because because I know they're in the division with no, the 49ers. No, I had the Seahawks on my you list. You did have the Seahawks. I did, yeah. Okay, because I know because I thought you had the Panthers. No, do we have those graphics? I have the Can Seahawks on my list. Or no? yeah. Okay. Yeah. I gave. Okay. Remember, I gave wild cards also. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. I'll say that that might be list. cool. Maybe to bring up those playoff lists. But um, Jackson Smith Najigba, he's there at number two. And who do I have at number one, man? I mean, I, I probably if I if I really could have thought through it, I probably would have had I probably would have had Jackson Smith maybe at number one. Yeah. But I'm gonna go with a quarterback, right? Like I think a guy like uh, I think a guy like Bryce Young is really gonna surprise some people. Mm. You know, I mean, this kind of supports your claim that the Panthers are obviously gonna be the team to uh, represent the NFC. Was it mm -hmm. the NFC South? But 
Well, I, I, I didn't have them I representing. I had them going via wild card. Oh, it was via wild card. You sure, card? you okay. can change though. Right. You can always change. Because who who do you have? The Saints. <laughs> you you have the Saints, Saints coming, coming out. out of okay. Division. You yeah. have you have you have six weeks. Yeah. Sure. To yeah. change at any moment. <laughs> sure. But now, like like Thomas Davis said when he was on, we they got some they got some pieces. They got Adam Thielen now. I just mentioned well, him a little earlier. They got DJ Chark. They got Miles Sanders. Yeah. So we'll see. So I'm not going to go through all five, but my number one obviously is going to be Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. I do like Zay Flowers, but I also wanted to go ahead and throw my guy Quentin Johnson out of the Chargers. The one who I said yeah. reminds mm. me a lot of DeAndre Hopkins. I think he is really? going to have one hell of a rookie season. Okay. You, I already, when we were going ahead and dissecting these guys and their film from camp, I said, I love the way this guy plays. He's a rookie, but he plays like a vet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love his great game. Camp. Great team, great yep. organization, has a great quarterback. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just, I'm really excited now. You you guys know I'm not the biggest fan of their head coach. Yeah. So that's going to be the Brandon biggest. Brandon Staley is that's, him. That's yeah. going to be the biggest question mark yeah. is if he can go ahead and make sure that he molds these guys and puts them in the position to go ahead and actually close out games mm -hmm. and win games. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Quentin Johnson is an absolute just, he's going to be fun to watch. And like I said, it's just so impressive that he is a young guy, 21 years old, but mm -hmm. watching him on the field, you would think he's been in the league for years. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. insane. Yeah. Well, hopefully you guys enjoy the show today. Enjoy the stand up, you know, I know, but they enjoyed the, the, the stand up uh, segment today. You know, I'm excited about adding new elements, some new furniture. Mm -hmm. It's going to be cool. It's going to be a fun ride. Absolutely. That's exactly what it's going to be. Absolutely. You want to you want to go ahead and let's let's see what's trending on the timeline since let's we have that. a few times. We have that. a few uh, minutes left mm -hmm. in the show. So Drewski is launching his own sports agency. He really? is expanding the athletic brand of his four lifers brand to help athletes grow on and off the field. Yes. He already has his first signee. Who? It's Gators Princely. I don't want to mess up his last name. You man million as his first client. Okay. He's from obviously the University of Florida. Okay. Um, so that is his first client. If I butchered that name, I am so sorry. Um, what do you guys think of this? Drewski becoming first, a, in the sports well, agency game. My question is, is it real? I mean, he signed his first client. Yeah, but I say that because what is, what's his, his best videos or what? The well, ones could, that go could viral. Could have been records. Could have been records, right? So like. Yeah. He's bringing people in, right. whether it's he, he took the last time he brought them into a studio. So it felt like it was them uh, American Idol, mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, but he's been doing it on his phone, yeah, right. you know, FaceTiming <laughs> people. And so that's a skit. Yeah. Okay. What is this? Is it real? If it's real, I, I, I think that he can add value from a management standpoint, maybe marketing, like if he's able to build a team around, uh -huh. you know, other people outside himself, because Drewski Yo, not only is he entertaining, but I'm he's also very savvy. Mm -hmm. He's also very savvy from a business perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is probably one of the, you know, top earning influencers uh, online. Um, he just understands how to create content and how to connect with his audience. So uh, the question, there's two questions I have. Is it real? Mm -hmm. And two, can he scale his operations and what his team is doing to work with the guys 
and ladies that he signed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's all about the team, right? And, and you being a business owner, you're, you're more than familiar with that. I think if he can get the right people around him, because, mm-hmm. you know, we all, it's, it's kind of hard to take Drewski serious, right? But I think, I think he's in the position now right. where he could find the right people to put around him. And I think, I mean, you said he already has signed a player? He signed Florida Gator star Prince Lee. I'm not going to mess up uh-huh. his last right, name. Right, right. But he is widely regarded as one of the top defensive ends in the country and has been named to the Chuck Ben Narek and yeah. Lombardi Award watch list this season after racking up 39 total yards. I mean, 39 total tackles, four and a half sacks, two forced fumbles for the Gators in 2022. Yeah. 6'5, 254 pounds out of Texas. Yeah. And listen, Drewski is a co owner of the fan controlled footballs. Should have been stars, which I think should, is a <laughs> which I believe name, which huh? I believe is a one of the teams. So he has been dabbling in the sports game. Some people love this move. Some people hate this move. Um, I think that people feel when it comes to sports agencies, it should come from people who have experience, what right. being agents, um, lawyers. So some people absolutely hate this. Some yeah. people are like, hey, get your money, I, Drew. I feel like I feel like it's more management though, right? Like marketing. You know, because like this kid, NIL, mm-hmm. you know, I truly believe Drewski or other people in this space can add value to exactly. some of our athletes, youth athletes in particular. Um, did you guys get a chance to see the clip that went viral off of ESPN? Ryan Clark, Ryan Clark said that, um, you know, Justin Jefferson, what did he say? He said that George Pickens had more talent than Justin Jefferson. Is that what you were yes. referring to? Yes. Yeah. Um, is there an argument there uh, for Ryan? Is this real? How, do you want to start? How you I'll feel let the wide receivers take this one. Go ahead. Because I, I short and sweet. I disagree, but go ahead. Well, so it's like, do I see where he's coming from? Maybe, but I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to make sense of it. So, like, let's. I guess let's just break it down. Right. Can he pinpoint the ball like Justin Jefferson can? Does he attack the ball like Justin Jefferson? Right. Answer's probably, yeah, you know, I think that's maybe something they'll have Both have great hands. Right, exactly. They have great hands and they they attack the ball. But now let's really get into what makes a great receiver great. Like, does he have the route running ability that Justin Jefferson has? I would give Justin Jefferson an edge, but I would say that uh, Kenny um, can be dynamic in route running. Yeah, and I think... And it's more so, it's not about Justin Jefferson. It's it's, See, here's the thing, right? And this is a lot like Ocho, right? Mm -hmm. It's not what they do is how they do it, mm-hmm. right? Right. Like that's the thing with Justin Jefferson, even from warmups. Like he comes out, he got like uh, a grill in with different colors, the yeah. jewelry, the glasses. You know, we see this across the league, but it starts there for him. Like his swagger, he plays the game with swagger. He mm-hmm. runs routes with a lot of swagger. Justin Jefferson, you know, is just he just do things a little differently. Yeah. But then you have a Kenny who can he's going to get open on those same those same routes, uh-huh. right? Uh, at the same clip, at the same rate. So it's just how they make it look. You saying Kenny? You are still referring to George. George, Pickens, right? yes, I'm okay, sorry. Okay, yes. I was one. I'm like, who's yes, Kenny? We talking about Kenny Stills? He was a good receiver. I was well, a fan of his. <laughs> listen, we have a few minutes left in the show. So mm-hmm. before we close out for the week, it is Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, we officially gave Brandon 24 hours to pick a new team. <laughs> Andrew also had 24 hours to pick a new team uh-huh. if he wanted to go ahead and do so. Yo, Brandon, your 24 hours yeah. is officially up. Uh-huh. You said that you may be jumping shit from the Brooklyn Nets. I gave you 24 hours to state your allegiance before the start of the NBA season. The NBA schedule does come out today, so yeah. we will know what teams are playing where mm-hmm. and who 
throughout the remainder of wow. all the games. You're getting messy right so, now. So, <laughs> Brandon Marshall, state your allegiance live on this set. Who is your 2023-2024 NBA team? You weren't supposed to do this. You get, I feel like I you, have a few I gave more you minutes. 24 hours. You said you needed 24 hours, and I gave that to you. So here <laughs> oh we are. 24 goodness. hours on the uh, clock is officially wrapped up. Who is your new squad? Who is your new squad? Pick okay. one. All right, so this is what I'm going to do. How much How much time do we have left we in the show? We got two minutes. So if I can drag this no, out, no, I can no, drag no. it out, and then we... I can buy myself some had, more believe, time. Believe it or not, oh, he has seven six, minutes. We have six minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, Brandon, yeah, you have yeah. plenty of time to <laughs> yeah, pick, a, pick time. a new team. Okay, let me go to NBA.com. All right, let me pull up. Andrew, the did you have 24 hours to pick your team. squad while Brandon looks at All right, left? so we got the Eastern Conference. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you, you're good. Okay, so Eastern Conference, as a, the way it sits right now, Brooklyn, right? Uh huh. Um, made that decision before KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. Came, you made came it when Jay-Z bought no. steak and you didn't? No. I thought it was the Jay-Z connection. I, no, played in played in New York, lived in Brooklyn, Dumbo. You played in Jersey. One Go Main ahead. Street. <laughs> and um, Barclay Center was there. Mm -hmm. Jay-Z already made that, that deal, that purchase. And it was like, this is going to be home. My kids are going to be from Brooklyn, right? Um, and so it was more so for them and the experience there. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I love what they did after the trade deadline last year, right? You lose KD, you lose Kyrie. I'm listening. <laughs> you, you lose KD, you lose Kyrie, and they still go out there and perform. They make the playoffs. Yeah. So that was promising. New York Knicks, like, I wouldn't be mad at being a New York Knicks fan. You know, I love stories. I, I think that they will get it done before mm -hmm. our lifetime. So how awesome that would that so be? Shady. It's not. That was so shady. We'll get it done before our Seriously, lifetime. Seriously, but like, uh, well, think about it right now. I can pick any team in the NBA right now. Y'all giving me that pass, okay? Uh -huh. Mm-hmm. Why would I pick the New York Knicks? Why wouldn't you pick the New York Knicks? Because they're not winners. They couldn't beat the Heat. They're not winners. Corey, but let's but, not get into an argument in the last six minutes of this show. But I truly believe, right? Like, you know, they're one move away. Mm -hmm. Just one move away. The Knicks are, And right? that would be a beautiful that. thing sitting yeah. there next to Spike Lee. Like, yeah, what's up, Ashley? He sitting right beside me, too. And it's like, yeah, well, I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> but I ain't going to go with the Knicks. You know what I'm going to do? And then if you go to the Western Conference, mm -hmm. Phoenix, I, I can't relate to the city. L.A., that's not my vibe, but I love L.A. I love going two or three days here and there. Dallas Mavericks, you know, I don't see anything in the West. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to be teamless. I have decided to be teamless. Um, I'm just going to go with players, okay? Pittsburgh, and, and, it's, and it's fear, right? Like, I grew up in Pittsburgh, and um, we don't have a team there. So back in the day, who ran, who ran the NBA? It was Michael Jordan. So I was a big Michael Jordan fan, a Chicago Bulls fan. He's no longer there, okay? I don't have a team. Pittsburgh doesn't have an NBA team. When they do, I'll rock with that team. I don't know if they'll ever bring an expansion team there. Can I, ask you I cannot give you that pass to be teamless because you were a Bulls fan, yeah. even though you were from Pittsburgh. You were a <laughs> Everybody Nets fan. Everybody was. You were, yeah. I wasn't. You were a Nets fan, even though you're not from Brooklyn. You picked them. So I need you to pick a team. You say all the time, I'm a Spider Mitchell fan. I'm a Spider Mitchell fan. I love me some Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Go ahead and pick the Cavs then. Donovan Mitchell might be in New York in get, a year. I might give you a new pass speaking. to change your team, maybe. I no, don't know. But, but you got to pick an allegiance for the, but, for but the look, upcoming NBA season. I can't let you be teamless. You got to pick one. But this is my thing, though, Brandon. Like, you, 
How long have you lived here in South Florida? Like, haven't you lived here in South Florida for almost close to like 15 years or something like that? I mean, like, uh, you should already know where I'm head, going. You South already Florida's know where I'm been going. headquarters. Has it? Yeah, because in 2011, when I was traded to the Dolphins, bought a house here, um, and then obviously I spent more time mm -hmm. in Chicago or New York mm -hmm. or wherever I was playing ball. Um, I was only here every off season for like two and a half, three months, ah. right? So now over the last couple of years, I've been uh -huh. here more. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? I'll pick the Miami the chat, Dolphins as my intro. Just screaming Join the bandwagon. at you. They pick saying? a team. Join they're the saying bandwagon. pick a team, pick a team, <laughs> pick a team. So they're not letting you go teamless. Uh, either. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do uh, Miami, Miami, Miami Heat, Heat as my interim. The team. interim. So yeah, my interim. Miami Heat is a team you were rocking with for the upcoming NBA season. And they got to be for the entirety look, 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 of the season. That is look, your fandom for the upcoming. You got to pick a squad. No, she want to lock you in. I, I'm not gonna let Ashley do this the to chat, me. The I'm chat not gonna let the peer pressure from the it. chat do uh, it. Squad, I am teamless. No, I am teamless. That was not the deal, Brandon. 24 it. hours to pick a team. Just pick a team and rock with them for the season. You don't have to be a lifelong fan. Who is your team? That you are rocking No, because then the you're going to put me in the same blender as Wu. No. Because like, I can't pick a team we, and then I'll jump ship the next year. Will, and I don't we make will sense. give you a pass that this won't be your forever team, but this is your upcoming NBA season team. Who are you? Right, state bet. your allegiance. All right, let me go back. Go back to Brooklyn. No, I'm going with a winner. <laughs> I'm going with a winner. I'm going. I'm, I'm going to be right there. Court the team, we did the it. Anything is possible. Your 2022, your 2023, 2024 NBA team, who's your allegiance to? Shit. Uh, man, catch me in Phoenix, man. Okay. Phoenix, man. I feel like I saw this coming. Brandon Marshall like for the 20. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. What's today's date? It is August 17th. No, no, no. 2023. No, no, no. Brandon Marshall has officially, on the day that the NBA schedule is released, he uh -huh. has officially stated his allegiance to the Phoenix Suns. Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. He is rolling with the Death Valley for the upcoming season. There you have it, folks. Your newest Phoenix Suns fan, right. Brandon Marshall. Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. Welcome. We're about to get this man a Suns jersey. You we should dirty. get him a Suns jersey. For real, for real. Who, who, who you want? Bill, you want KD, you want Booker, who you want? I want, I want, I want KD and Booker. All right. I like to switch it up. Okay. All right, all Brandon, right. as, as the newest Suns fan, why don't you go ahead and close out the yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you do that? Listen, thank you guys. Um, um, for forcing me to pick a team. Um, the welcome committee in Phoenix, I'm expecting some type of uh, gift or some type of uh, memo welcoming to the team and the city. Um, this was another great week of paper route. Uh, we love you guys for rocking with us and we just love you guys for just being you. Christy O, Pamela, right? I haven't gang, seen St. Gang. Patrick in a minute. It has been a while. Until yeah. next time, everybody call, check on St. Patrick. For real. Wellness, Patrick. Check, wellness check on St. Patrick for real. We want to see him Monday uh -huh. at 12 o'clock. Yeah, Right Sharp. back here, Brand Star Studios. Brandon's going to rally for the Valley. Peace. <laughs> Love. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I got a charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.